want you to use your imagination. You're an astronaut, and uh, you have been in outer space for the longest of any team ever. You represent the United States of America. And for whatever reason, uh, you sent your messages from outer space to Earth, but they didn't send stuff back to you telling what was going on because well, they didn't want you to worry, or I'm not sure why. They didn't want it to affect your space mission. So the day you land, you come back to Earth, and within minutes you get the news that over a million Americans have died from a pandemic that went on for two years. And you say, OMG, what? And as it begins to sink in, the person who you know best, who you trust most, says to you, oh, you didn't hear. Let me catch you up. Or you're Ukrainian and you're on this space mission. And yeah, you knew that uh, Russia had been invading parts of your country for the last 10 years in war. They stole Crimea. But uh, you didn't know what has just happened. And you land, and for the first time ever, you hear this news that several cities have been wiped off the face of the earth. They're completely smashed to the ground. Nothing remains. Four million of your countrymen have left the country. Thousands have died. And you say, I, I, I can't believe it. And they say, just a minute. Let me catch you up. That's what the scriptures are doing, especially in the first two readings. Uh, actually, the apostles is from the New Testament, as you know, and we always have a first, uh, uh, the first reading is from the Old Testament, but during the season of Easter, only during this season, for the 50 days from Easter to Pentecost, we hear from the Acts of the Apostles. And that's because this is the beginnings of the church and all the activity that was stirring up the church. And in a way, the scriptures are saying, let me catch you up on what has happened since he died and rose and how the Christian faith has filled the hearts of people and their lives are changing and the church is growing, 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 even among the Gentiles. It's catching us up. Paul's always catching us up, but not so much. He was speaking to the people of his day, writing letters to them, saying, don't you know who you are? You're like the dough that had old yeast in it, malice and all of the things, but there's a new yeast. Dump the old yeast, let the new yeast in, who is Christ risen from the dead, and he will give you life, life eternal. Let him in. That's Paul's way of catching up the community. But the gospel's different. The gospel today is a narrative story of something that happened 2,000 years ago. It's a story of what happened on the morning of the resurrection. And as you just heard, Mary the Magdala goes to the tomb because the women were going there to take care of the tomb. You know, um, just keeping it clean and neat and respectable. And when she gets there, the, the, the big stone that covers it is gone. It's been rolled away. And she looks in and sees an empty tomb, no body, and says, oh my God, they stole him. So she runs, the scripture says, to Peter and John, and they run back. Three times it says they ran, they ran, they ran. When John gets there, he looks inside, but he doesn't go in out of respect for Peter. And when Peter, the older man, finally gets there, he goes in, John follows. And then this climactic moment says that John looked, he saw the empty tomb, he saw and he believed. And yet the scriptures say clearly, neither of them knew what it meant. 
because they didn't understand yet that he had to rise from the dead. When we hear these scriptures, we're hearing something that is bigger than life. I mean, if we look at the literal story, just the facts of the case, okay. But what does this mean? This is something completely mysterious. This is something completely mystical. The power of God is present here in this scene in a way that's it's unmistakable, and yet it's, it's overpowering. It's, it's, it's impossible to really understand. I mean, what does it mean to say he's risen from the dead, he's been raised up by God and by God's power? And yet that's what we come to believe. That's why we're here. That's why there are more people than usual. Easter's a big day. We come here to celebrate the resurrection of the Lord. But I ask you, what does it really mean? And what does it mean to you and to me? If we believe in that, what difference does it make? It happened 2,000 years ago, except that the great mystery and mystical power of this scene is that something has been handed over to us. Something has been passed on to us. Over the last year and a half, two years, I have done so many funerals, so many funerals, more than usual. And I come to believe more and more and more that this just simply isn't it. There's something more. I've come to really believe that resurrection means that we go on, but just not not caught up in all this mortal stuff, the flesh, but our spirit that is really the important part in us is freed. It is freed and reborn. And in this rebirth, we really believe that we are with our God and our Creator. Why wouldn't we believe it? Where'd we come from? This outer space, where'd we come from? Somehow, uh, through this act of two loving people, uh, we were created, and we were born into this world. And we believe, at least we as Christians, as Christian Catholics, we believe that death is the death only of the body, not of the spirit. So today, as we gather here to celebrate this great Eucharist and this great Feast of Easter, we're being faced with something that I think it ought to give us hope. I think it ought to deepen our faith. I think it ought to even take away some of the fears that we might have as we approach our death. And I think for those who remain, it ought to strengthen us with the conviction this person who has died has really come to life, but in a new way, in an eternal way, and in a way that's, that's, that's bigger than life bigger than life. We continue our celebration today, as we always do, and renew our promises of faith. And then you'll be sprinkled with this water that was blessed last night. And as you're being sprinkled, we're, we're reaffirming our baptismal faith that says we do believe that he has risen from the dead and that we too will follow him one day. And in that context, we'll continue with our intercessory prayers. We pray for the world, pray for ourselves, pray for so many of the needs that we have. Because all of this, all of it, we put in the context of him who has been raised from the dead and him who has not only received new life, eternal life, but promised it and gifted it to us.